quarterfinals are tonight. Oh, I forgot that. So, is. yeah, he's there judging the team, and then Zach is actually part of the team. So, okay. Zach, who's normally on this with me. So, it's just you and me. All Cheers right, to dude. that. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, man. So, um, let's just get right into it, guys. So, you guys, we're on the Apogee Fitness Podcast. Uh, co-host David Carter with you. Like I said, Zach is not here tonight. He's much fitter than I and is doing team quarterfinals with CrossFit Crash over at CrossFit Crash tonight. But today, finally, we've got Scott Tetlow on. Um, we kind of, we messed up. It, dude, it's always my fault. It's like I always forget a cord. I forget to press a button. But every time we have these technical malfunctions, Harrison's not in my life or like Zach's doing quarterfinals or whatever. But Scott, what's up, dude? Thanks for coming on and I'm glad I can hear you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, <laughs> second time. Charm, Second right? time is a charm. Well, technically third, right? Because you were third. on it for like five minutes so when you were doing the Crash Crucible. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is this would be the third. That's third. right, man. I got like a two-minute clip of you, so we're good to go. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> so so yeah. uh, let's get right into it. Scott Tetlow, tell us a little bit about like your background. So obviously a lot of us know you from CrossFit. At least recently, you've kind of made a little bit more of a name for yourself. I was digging a little bit on you. And your first open was back in 2015. Do you remember what place you got? I don't. I think I finished like I, I, so back then. It was all I cared about was the region because that's what you had to qualify through. Yeah. And by first one, I was just trying to. I don't know. I, I was just trying to complete it. I guess you could say. But I think I finished like somewhere around 300, somewhere 280, 300 in the in my region. Oh, in your region. I was gonna say not yeah. in the world. I was yeah. gonna- <laughs> like 10,000 something in the world. I don't know. No, it wasn't that bad. You would have made quarterfinals. <laughs> you got 2,380th in the world in your first oh, open. Oh, my first open? Yeah, dude. That's cool. That's a stat I didn't know. Yeah, no doubt. So <laughs> let's go like a little bit farther back before that. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where were you raised? Uh, did you play sports growing up? All that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm originally from North Carolina, a little small town called West End. It's about for for golfers. Golfers are familiar with the area because it's about 15, 20 minutes from uh, Pinehurst, which okay. is the famous horse number two. So I actually worked at Pinehurst. Oh, really? Little, yeah, I was a cart attendant there. I was a professional uh, cart driver. That's what I like to call How myself. How old were you? I was 15, 16 years old. That's not a bad old. gig for a 15-year-old. No, it was, it was pretty cool. We were downstairs in the bunker. Uh yeah, kind of out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I got to play course number two for like five five or ten bucks. What? So that's pretty cool. You had to wait a little while. Yeah. But, uh, I got to play the famous course. And for those of you that don't know, that was like the 1999 U.S. Open course. And then I think it was the 2000, sometime in the 2017, like I think they had the juniors, the women's, and the men's there. All the uh, – all the uh, – worlds or whatever they call them in golf all right cool <laughs> the same year but uh but yeah so i grew up there and played throughout throughout high school i played well actually i grew up playing pretty much every sport there was that they had to offer around there i played uh soccer growing up hockey roller hockey because we didn't have ice i was gonna say but north carolina <laughs> football baseball I, I did some swimming growing up when i was a little bit younger so, but my, my true passions were, were baseball and baseball and football. So I 
you know, high school, I, I wanted to, for when I got to high school, I wanted to focus on baseball primarily. So I didn't play any other sport besides baseball, not football or anything. Uh, Cause my intent was to hopefully uh, go play, play college ball somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, so I focused on baseball my freshman year. I was JV. And then my sophomore year, I made varsity. So, and then I kind of continue on. Then my junior year, I got talked into playing football. My, my high school team was absolutely horrible. May I say when I, when I joined, <laughs> like, like yeah. we were like, we put in our third string about in the second quarter. Probably. Oh no. Or no, no, I'm sorry. The other team put in their third string in the second quarter. Oh, Cause they were that, us. they were that far ahead. So our football team was not good my freshman year. So yeah. then sophomore year, we got a new coach and then junior year, he convinced me to play football. So my junior and senior year, I played uh, I played football and baseball. So I was a I was a nose tackle for football. Really? So going up that, against the, that kind of shows against. like maybe the stature of your team. If you were playing nose tackle, how big were you back then? Uh, my senior year, I weighed two hundred and seven pounds. Two hundred and seven. Five foot three. What? Yeah. So you were a big dude. I, mean, I was it I mean, was it a, a good two oh seven or a bad two oh seven? Depends on how you look at it. For football, it was a good two oh seven. They were it, popping you with the pop tarts before and after practice and during practice. What's that? Pop tarts before, after, and during practice. Them un- the Uncrustables came out around that time, I believe, and that was my main source of Dude, nutrition. I can still slay some <laughs> some crustables, man. Like peanut butter and jelly, period. Like. Never gets old for me. I make I make them for my son now, and mm-hmm. you have no idea just how many how like oh, I just want to make me one. Do you not eat them at all? Like even for like a pre workout snack or anything? No, no, not really. I kind of have my set my set stuff. Oh, dude, that you're I'm... strict. That's awesome. So, oh, no, no, everything. I can kill. Crazy. I have two little boys, man, and especially one of them. He's probably just obsessed with peanut butter jelly as I am, and I don't know, man. I think it's one of those things like. When I was growing up, I went to like every kind of school you could think of. So I went to a private school for kindergarten and first and second grade. I was homeschooled for third grade. I went to a charter school, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. And then I went to a public school, seventh through twelfth. And so up until seventh grade, really the only lunch I had ever seen was the one that my mom made for me every day, right? So usually a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a banana and an apple, and maybe like some crackers or something, right? Seventh grade was the first time I ever saw kids drinking two liters of Mountain Dew and a Snickers bar for lunch. And I had, I was blown out of the water. I was like, does this exist? Is this real life? That was public school, you know, for you. <laughs> Yeah, you got you got that, that pizza pizza Friday every. every that's Friday. right, that's right, that's right, man. It's oh, crazy yeah. what we would put in our bodies back then to fuel it a little bit. So playing nose tackle was that was that a position you wanted to play, or is that just what they put you at? No, that was the position I wanted to play. Okay, because I, I like remembering plays on offense. I played I played it in middle school, and I just remember playing fullback. And I was like, I'd go out, the coach would tell tell me the play, and mm-hmm. I'd be like. They'd be like, what's the play? I go, uh, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> uh, here, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I need to play defense because there's not very many plays there. Right, right. The, just the, just the, hit the guy with the ball. Yeah. The defensive line is just try to tackle the person with the ball. Right, so, right. That's cool. So 
you uh when you were working at the golf course did you play a lot of golf too did your high school have a golf team yes my high school did have a golf team and we did have some good golfers on there but i never played golf on the team okay the uh i was the driving range king (laughs) yeah at 270 (laughs) you were packing some power uh yeah no i i mean i played i played golf i still i still play golf i love i love playing golf with the uh now like with the guys that i work with sometimes Mm -hmm. but really i didn't play a lot of golf in high school because there was you know playing baseball it would it would loop your swing right okay Uh, because you swing because you're swing level for baseball golf you're just swinging down so my parents would tell me like hey watch how much golf you play and and so i just try to stay away from golf uh-huh. Especially during, especially during the baseball season, because I knew it could possibly affect my swing. Which I played baseball throughout the year. I was on two. I was on a travel team, and then I was on. Uh, I was on. I played for my high school team, and then at one or my middle school team. And then I played for my. Uh, and then I was playing rec ball too. So at one point, uh-huh. I was on three baseball teams. I was busy, 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 and then even through high school, I still played travel ball, and then after the baseball season then we had legion ball so yeah. that was during the summer and i played that so i was literally playing baseball year round that's awesome so did the whole college scene work out for you with baseball uh no it did not <laughs> so it's not necessarily the fact that um you know i probably yeah i probably i wasn't when it comes junior year i kind of like got sidetracked and just started having a little bit more fun and uh i didn't really take college as a priority so I didn't submit any college applications actually my mom well I did I submitted one and my mom sat me down and forced me dude so you and uh, I yeah. are like the same person that's hilarious my mom did the same thing man I applied to one university I never yeah. even thought about it man like when I was in high school I was literally just like living day to day when and like all of a sudden senior year is done you're like oh I guess uh, I guess I'm going to college now and your mom my mom's like yeah you are going to college let's fill this out you know <laughs> And I just happened to go to the university that I applied to. That was it, you know? My dad actually sat me down because I graduated when I was 17. So I was like, it was about three months. It was about three months after I graduated high school. My dad sat me down. I was still 17. Didn't fill out. This is, I filled out one college application. My dad, my dad sat me down and he goes, Hey son, you got three options. You're going to, you got two months to fill out college applications and go to school. You're going to join the military. You're going to get out of my house. Either way, <laughs> you're going to get out of my house. That's awesome. So, and that was kind of the tough love that uh, that I needed at that time, honestly. Yeah. And so I ended up joining the military. Okay. So I, I joined back. I was 17. My dad had to sign for me. Um, ended up going to boot camp. Did April. you did you go when you were 17 because you were ahead or you were you you were like the youngest kid in your class? I was I was the youngest. My my mom. I started school early. Mm-hmm. I guess I worked. So I was one of the youngest ones in my in my grade. Like gotcha. I didn't get my driver's license till halfway through junior year. Gotcha. So I was one of the youngest ones for my class. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah. So then I ended up after high school. I ended up joining the military, and you know I've been that's been kind of where I've been at for the past 11 years. I actually just hit my 11 year mark two days ago. That's awesome, dude. So you Uh, are, you're 28 years old then. 29, 29, 29. Yeah. So I went, I went to boot camp when I was 18. I just turned, uh, there was like a six month, uh, delayed entry program. 
mm-hmm. that we had to go through. So I had to wait six months, seven months to actually go to boot camp. Okay. And um, so, so there, at that time, I was kind of just working construction. Okay. All right. Gotcha. So it, it seems like it was a good decision for you then. Like, yes, it definitely Like got you're my- happy looking back on it. You were like, this was the right career path for me. And, you know, you obviously there's so many different careers, I guess, that we heard from like Jacob Fath. There's so many different careers you can take in the military. And it seems like Absolutely. the path that you took has worked out for you. Yep. My, I remember the uh, sitting down for breakfast the day after uh, the day after I graduated boot camp. My mom looked at me and she was like, I was like, what's wrong? You can't stop staring at me. She goes, I just can't believe how different you are. <laughs> <laughs> like attitude, everything. My manners changed. Sure, sure. It was definitely uh, definitely the right career path for, for me at that time. And uh, so, I mean, I definitely helped me grow up a lot faster. And, and plus, I think of it, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without it. Right, so right. I'm very, very happy with my decision uh, to join the military. So at that point, I'm kind of getting a vibe. Like before you joined the military, you were kind of going down the road of Party Central. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. All Every right. week. <laughs> that's what i'm talking about right right a deuce in one hand maybe uh, uh some something to smoke on on the other hand <laughs> i got you so that's good man um so we're in the military are you 207 pounds going into boot camp no uh so i would actually drop down for baseball i would i would beef up but for baseball i would because i played catcher so i would actually drop down to about 180 something because you just got to be able to move back there behind the plate pretty good so mm-hmm. i would drop down i think my i think my senior year i was down to like 179 185 somewhere okay. around yeah so uh so no then i would i would i would go uh i went to boot camp at like around around 180 190 somewhere are now, you still 53 i'm still 53 if anything i'm probably 5 foot 2 now cuz i definitely <laughs> a little bit <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny dude i i always it's always funny to me because i'm short too man i mean i'll be honest i'm like five right. seven five eight on a good my license says five eight i'm really like five seven three quarters yeah, but, but don't like- tell anybody right yeah. um but it's funny because you know it, in normal life kind of on the shorter side and you know we're into CrossFit. We see all these guys like on YouTube or the documentaries or on Instagram. And the more I got into CrossFit and got to know some of these athletes like yourself or whatever, and see see people in person, you're like, holy cow! Like I'm actually kind of tall compared to these people. <laughs> I think or I or like they're the same size as me, you know? Right. That's kind of when I went to my first regionals in 2017. Like you see all you see everybody on the you know social media and everything. Right. They look they look jacked. And yeah, they're like, huge. Massive. And then I remember, I remember seeing the people I'm like, oh, they look like, they look like my buddy right there. He's a little bit taller. Right. Just, just as like, uh, kind of built the way I am. I was right. Like, oh, just normal guy. Right. Right. So, so, yeah, they, so going into the military, you, uh, you know, you're a decent size. When do you actually find CrossFit? I found CrossFit on my first deployment. So the, we were trying, so we have this thing like, kind of I set like physical physical deployment goals and one of our goals was to lean lean out pretty good um you know have a you know kind of get a little shredded mm-hmm. so we were doing me and this guy were on a on a bodybuilding program and we weren't we were not leaning up the way we wanted to and we, little did we know that majority of that's diet nutrition right, nutrition yeah we were, for sure we were just 
what we wanted to do and just be like, oh, if we lift, we'll get big because we, we don't know. I don't know as much as I do now. Right. So we are halfway through it and we're like, dude, we're not seeing any of the results we wanted to. So one of our one of the guys that we were with was this is was starting to get big into CrossFit. He was going to take all his deployment money and he was going to go invest in a CrossFit home gym and all this. And uh-huh. we were we were over there talking smack to him, and we're and I don't know. He was trying to show us these videos. So one day we're laying in bed. We're, we're talking about our workouts for the next day. What are we going to do? And my buddy's youtube and these videos of rich froning and the games and stuff and mm-hmm. he goes dude i want you to look at this and i go what he goes all these guys are absolutely shredded maybe we do need to do crossfit <laughs> yeah so the next day the next day we went out into this this hangar bay where we had we had all of our we we had a riggedy a raggedy pull-up bar we had to bring everything out. We we came up with we didn't know what we were doing. We did a workout that was 10, 10 movements, ten reps for ten rounds. Didn't know what we were doing. Sure. And we were there for like an hour and we were just smoked. Like we didn't even finish the workout. We were and we were like, dude, this is crazy. This is great. This is what we need to keep doing. So we started to continue doing that, just making up our own. Then finally when I got home, I actually was on my way home. And actually, the day the day I got back from deployment, my wife was driving me home, and I go and I see a CrossFit gym, right right next to where the house, like a quarter mile down the road from where our house is, and it was like opening soon. So I would go in there, not knowing anything. I went into the CrossFit gym, like, hey, I, I thought it was a normal gym. Like, hey, you can just walk in anytime and do CrossFit. All right, yep. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, no one's here. What the heck? No <laughs> one's here. That's open. No one's here, and. Finally, I walk in there one day and the coach is just working out and I go, Hey, I've been coming here. Like, you know, like I come in every single day around like three o'clock, but nobody's here. He goes, Oh, well, class doesn't start until five (laughs) class. What do you mean? Yeah. So I, any of this stuff and what year was this? This was 2000. This was 2014. Okay. 2014. Cause it was the year my first. Yeah. So, cause the year I did my first open, I was only doing CrossFit for like four months. I want to say. Okay. And so, yeah, 2015 or 2014. And finally, like, so I started going there and these guys, it was, it was finished strong CrossFit. And there was a group of, there was, uh, at the time, two brothers were the coaches and they, both of them made regionals before. Oh, wow. And they had another guy in there that was just silly strong. And he was also a very good competitor, like local competitor uh-huh. around here. And so they would always talk smack to me. They were like, oh, you know, beat us in a workout and you can actually start training with us and everything. So that was like my goal. I just want to beat these guys in a workout so I could start working out with them. And I ended up I ended up starting to beat them in body weight workouts because they had a lot of the Olympic lifts going on. Yeah. They, had, they were way better at that stuff than me. So, um, so, yeah, so yeah, I started working out with them and then that's where I kind of got the competitive drive. It's was like, this in they, North Carolina? No, no, I'm sorry. No, okay, I'm sorry. When I moved to, when I moved to uh, in the military, I, I my first, my second duty station was Louisiana. Okay, so now, gotcha. Now I'm in Louisiana. Sorry. Okay. I missed, I yeah. No. No. Over. No. It's all good. So, so yeah, and that's kind of where I found the competitive drive to start competing. Okay. In, so across. you you still currently live in Louisiana, correct? Yes, I just moved back September of last year. So is that the you still? 
train there at that same yeah. CrossFit gym? Yes. Well, they moved. Yeah, the same the same gym. Um, yep. Not not changing. And they still they still own it and everything. No, actually, they don't. They were uh, they 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 sold it to somebody else because they they had they had careers and they had uh, family stuff. They just wanted to get out from under it. So sure. now owner which i i'm good friends with I, I used to work with her husband so um her, her husband was in the military so her her and i get along great we got a good relationship and uh yeah that's, it's an awesome gym that's cool do those guys still work out there no 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 they all work well one guy does one of the one of the guys is now like uh, the head coach there mm-hmm. he works out there but the two brothers they don't work out and they, they don't work out anymore or right. they do but they work uh, out alone. Yeah, video evidence. I got you. I got you. All right. So you start kind of making a splash kind of early. I mean, your first open was in the 2015. And then, like I said, you got 2,380th. And then you make regionals in 2017, literally two years later. And, you know, regionals back then was a big deal, right? Like, even yeah. just to be a regionals athlete means, like, you're, you're pretty good. Mm-hmm. So what what kind of between in the within those two years from the time you started in you know 2015 or 2014 and then you make it in 2017 at what point were you like I'm I'm pretty good and I'm gonna do more than just class to train for this? Um, so for the year that I made it, I did actually I was following comp train. Or made regionals. I was I went on. I was on another deployment. So I had like six months, seven months. That one was seven months. Seven months to really dial in my nutrition, what I could, and really focus and train because you take out the the family life because I'm gone from the family for seven months, and then kind of like you get on a good schedule whenever you're deployed. So that's the goal is to get on a good routine, and mm-hmm. that routine for me was hey i'm gonna start pulling two a days okay i would i would do all my lifting in the morning and then every any sorry anything i was gonna reach muscular fatigue first i was gonna do in the morning if it was cardio fatigue i'd do in the afternoon so i got onto a good two a day schedule for seven months and i think that's really what allowed me to do it because i focused out i wasn't eating my kids snacks right Uh, (laughs) <laughs> when I was getting those pe- peanut butter and jellies. That's down. right. That's right. I hear you. I feel that. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was in, that, able to dial that in and really focus on the goal, which was my goal for that year was to, because that was 2016. I was like, hey, when I get back, it was going to be like two weeks when I get back and I was going to, the open was going to be here. So I was like, all right, that's my goal. I have a good, I have all this time to prepare for it. I'm making regionals. And I would, it's, whenever I do something, I don't tell myself if I do it. I say, hey, it's going to happen. And that, that kind of like gives me that extra drive. Mm-hmm. So like whenever before I let like people at work would be like, oh, because I was the big CrossFit guy at work for because this kind of CrossFit was still new. Right. And they're like, when are you going to make it? When are you going to make it? I was like, next year. Next year, I'm going to make it. And they were like, really? I said, yeah, next year, I'm going to make it. And sure enough, when I came back, I qualified for regionals, and everyone was like, "Oh shit, you actually did it!" <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was able to get into a good routine and do that, and you know, I just kind of carried it on from there. And 
Yeah. So you you've talked you've said the word nutrition at least a dozen times already in the last twenty five minutes that we've been talking already. So was that something that you realized right away? Because I feel like I've been doing CrossFit for a long time and nutrition didn't really become a focal point in a lot of CrossFitters' minds, I don't feel like, until like the last maybe really dialed in the last five, well, I guess five years, I guess that would be around that time. It's 22 and that's 2017. So when when did that really start becoming a part of your life? I'm dialing on my nutrition and who kind of helped you with that or is that something you researched on your own? So originally, I didn't start working with the nutritionist until after Granite Games last mm-hmm. year. So I, everything I've done is just, I, for, well, I should say, I, I was doing like the carb-free diet for a oh, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the cross kind of, I don't know. I didn't have the level one or anything. Right. So that's the kind of the, the thing was. Yeah, no and, carbs, low fat. Right. Yeah. And I was, I was doing that. And, I you know, I never really, I, like when I talk about nutrition, I don't mean like, oh, hey, I'm going to eat these macros. I'm not going to do that. Like now I kind of like focus a little bit more about that. But before it was just like, hey, let's just try not to eat ice cream for dessert every night. Gotcha. Or let's, you know, let's let, instead of, you know, let's try to stick with some type of, let's not load the sweet potato with the uh, marshmallows and the cinnamon and the butter and all that. Just stuff. making so, smarter decisions. Somebody, somebody actually told me, it was like, hey, like take out the ands, like a hamburger and fries. Um, all right. I like that. I started kind of taking out the ants. Uh-huh. Okay. And I've never heard that before. I like that. Calorie control. like, And then also that year that I made it, I had a, uh, I had one of my buddies that was with me. I made it to, uh, qu- uh, not quarterfinals, I'm sorry, regionals. Mm-hmm. I actually had a guy that was with me. He did bodybuilding. So he, so he was kind of like my nutrition coach, uh-huh. but he would, he would, he would kind of do the stuff for like the body because he would do the physique stuff. So he would kind of tell me, goes, well, this is what I would do. I said, but I need, I need food. Like I can't just have these like 500 th- or thousand calorie days. Yeah. You can't so just eat kind of, berries. <laughs> yeah. He kind of helped me out with, uh, with kind of what to eat and how to eat it. So yeah, without, without him, the nutrition would not have been as good. All right, cool. So you go to regionals 2017. Um, I didn't write down what you got, but I think I remember it was kind of like the bottom half, correct? Yeah, it was the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I want to say it was like maybe 30th or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened there? Was it just like overwhelming? You're going to you're going to regionals. Which which regional was it, by the way? It was South Region. The South Region. Okay. So who was the big name that year in the South Region? Uh, you had Sean Sweeney. That was the Travis Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh. That was, I think that was the year Dakota Rager made it. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Logan Collins. Yeah, so those are some big hitters. Well, yeah, Dakota and Dakota and Logan are kind of your size, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, it was overwhelming. I I finished, I think I took eighth, eighth, the very first workout, and I was like, holy smokes, I can hang with these boys. Yeah, I yeah. Was, it was the running weight vest pull-up one and air squats. So I was... I was like, yeah, I can hang with these guys. And then the then the rest of the event happened. So yeah. <laughs> it's a long um, weekend. It is a long weekend. And I didn't I didn't know what to expect. After day one, I woke up the second day, my body was sore. I didn't do any type of priming for it. I kind of just stuck with the the normal game plan. Right. Yeah, I definitely just 
I wasn't ready for it. Had you done a weekend competition like that before or just like day local? No, that was my first, I, I did a, I did a, a week, a day, a day competition at a local, at a local event here. That's the first biggest, that's the first, that was the first biggest uh, competition I've ever done before. That's crazy. And I would, I would say still, I've, I've only, I mean, my, my competition experience is still very, very low compared to all the other athletes, in my opinion, Uh because I did. Yeah. Is that on purpose or just because of work and family and all that? Work, family, time constraints. Right. Like in 2019, I wasn't even, I tried, I I was pretty much like my off season because I was deployed during all the, the new, uh, sanctionals. Mm -hmm. So I was deployed during all those were going on. So I was like, well, I'm not even going to try to compete this year yeah, because I wasn't going to be able to. So I really just took that year to focus. But, but yeah, so I think I, my, my uh, live competition experience is minimal, especially at that point. Right, right. Well, the following year, you, I remember, I, again, I didn't write it down, but you did better. I feel like you did, you have to that. Yeah, I, I finished at the, I think, above the halfway mark. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. So that's so, good. That's good. You say you take 2019 off, and then the next year COVID hits, but you still do the 2020 games, the online, right? So talk about that, man. Like that experience. You you qualify. You find out it's going to be this online thing. They're only going to take what was it, the top five to the ranch. Talk mm-hmm. about that whole experience. Uh it was not the experience I was hoping for. But it was a, still a great experience. Mm-hmm. It was when I well, so we, there was like this whole we were we were on Zoom calls and everything with a bunch of people with all the athletes just trying to figure out what we were going to do. There's a bunch of bunch of possible options being passed around, and so we didn't actually know if we were going to compete or not that year, and it was kind of frustrating because I was like, oh man, this is my first year and I finally made it. We're not going to compete. Are you kidding me? So then what, I mean, so I was kind of, I was still training, but I didn't know how hard I should train. I wasn't really, cause I don't want to start training too hard. Then all of a sudden, cause they gave us, they gave us like multiple dates to when it could happen. And mm-hmm. it was all with two month, two month period and stuff. They kept giving surveys out to figure out how they were going to do it. But, um, but yeah, it was still, so I was still training for it kind of like, okay, well, I'm just going to work out to, you know, just in case it still happens. And finally, we, one day we go, hey, we're going to do an online competition. And then I had to figure out where I was going to do it at. So because we still had, a, you know, other gyms still have classes going on. I ended up driving down back down to Slidell, Louisiana, because as I mentioned, I have a great relationship with the owner there. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'll close down the entire gym for you. I'll do every. We'll do everything. We'll make sure it's all set up if you want to come down here and do it. And my wife actually ended up having like a uh, a wedding she was in that weekend down here, and she wanted to see it. So that kind of really oh, it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. That's kind of what really drove kind of really drove me down here. Those that and uh, so yeah. So they sent down a judge, and the workouts came out, and I was very. It wasn't. I didn't get the live experience with everyone like out there on the main Madison, but I can say I competed in the. 2020 CrossFit Games. Yeah, man. And CrossFit you... Games athletes. So it was still a really cool experience. And just to be competing against, you know, that 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 time I think it was what, top 30? Yeah, top 30 guys in the world was uh, was 
freaking awesome. Yeah, and you got 17th, which is really cool. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying to remember. I wish I would have went back on YouTube and watched some of these things. I tried to do that before I talked to some of these guys like yourself, but it's just been a crazy couple of weeks. But um, the 2020 games, watching it on YouTube or on the games channel or whatever, you could kind of see like different boxes of people working out at their gyms or whatever. Was that something that you, you couldn't see that while you were working out, right? No, no. So how they did it was kind of like quarterfinals mm -hmm. is, Hey, here's the workout. They didn't have floor plans or anything. I don't think they did. Maybe they did very, very minimal floor plans. But, uh, yeah, how they did it was just, here's, here's your window to do it. You have between 10 AM and 2 PM to do it because they wanted to give everyone the same time window mm -hmm. uh at the at the because everyone's on different time zones so hey this is no matter what time zone you're in this is when the work this is when you can do the workouts right and so then you'll submit you'll submit score and then we found out that night so it's kind of like quarterfinals in a way that you could submit your score and do everything before but you still won't you still wouldn't find out until that night where you were sitting okay and then that night after you were done with that day could you did you log on to youtube and watch any of it uh yes i i don't know actually i didn't do it i didn't i don't go on i didn't go on and watch yeah. myself because i would if i would go on and watch it, i would have been like oh man i probably could have done that better you're losing your mind yeah i was like all right no matter what it's like hey move on to the next event and start worrying about that stuff i didn't go on and see what those guys did or anything i just i was just trying to stay focused on me right right that makes sense that's cool man well it's awesome that you got that experience um and then finally you know, last year you make it to the Granite Games. Talk about talk about that experience. So that was weird, right? Like that was in Minnesota. It was super hot. I remember that. It was like out of all the regionals, you know, there's a couple in Tennessee, one in Vegas, but the one in Minnesota ended up being the hottest one. And yeah. and outside. So well, Yeah, up north. I'm pretty sure in June, like when it literally snowed that month in Illinois. Oh was, yeah, dude. For so sure. Like, farther north and the fact that it goes from snowing to like hey we're gonna go have heat casualties out it's out crazy there. well that's the blew thing my, blew my mind that's the thing man i'm from i'm from michigan so like I, sometimes i'm here in greenville south carolina so sometimes when i talk to people and they think they hear i'm from michigan they're like oh so you you know you had snowshoes and you ran around on snowmobiles and you had chains on your tires i'm like no dude like it's literally the same summer as down here. Um, it gets really hot sometimes, but not mm -hmm. hot all the time. So occasionally you'll get that blast in the, like the 90s, even 100. And it, yeah, you got super unfortunate yeah. that weekend. It, I think I think it was a record high for yeah. that time. And that's and the thing. And Minnesota is way up there. So like a lot of times I think a lot, people kind of loop those northern states together, like Michigan wisconsin minnesota north dakota south dakota but like minnesota like the southern portion of minnesota is like at the very northern portion of the lower peninsula of michigan so like it's right. way up there yeah <laughs> so their winters are way different than any michigan winter i ever had but yeah, yeah that's crazy so you you went there and talk a little bit about what what you thought about the semifinal programming for the granite games because that was one thing that I thought kind of sucked about the semifinals was 
depending on which semifinal you went, you got a different test. It wasn't like right. a, a standardized test across the board. And Granite Games, in my opinion, was probably the worst programmed out of all of them. Well, um, I, I would say that the only thing that was really th- like kind of similar would be the snatch mm-hmm. because they did it at Mac yeah. and then they did it west at the uh, West Coast. They did a heavy snatch ladder. So I think that was kind of what was similar, but everything else was a lot different. Way different. Um, I'm kind of, you know, the workouts I did good on, I liked, obviously. So I thought, you know, I thought the program was good, but a lot of it was short. They, they, we were still, I remember talking to Nick, who's my coach, and he, you know, I was like, hey, like the, the seven workouts came out. I'm like, hey, they got to have another one. They got to have it because there's no long workout. There's no like long workout like they had the the running or whatever at Mac. There's something like everything I see is like ten to twelve minutes. Right. There's nothing that's over twenty minutes to, uh, time domain. So like we're sitting there like you know it's Memorial Day week and I'm like I would love it if Murph came came out as one of the workouts. I would think that would be sick. Oh, and you would go so, off too because you're military. That would be I, that would have been awesome. I love I love that workout. Yeah. We would we would do Murph. I would do that twice a year in less than 24 hours because we do it at my work, at my command. And then I would, at the that Friday, and then that Saturday morning, I'd go to the CrossFit gym in town and go do it with them. Oh, so yeah. I'll, so <laughs> I was like, please, please let Murph. But it never came. So they were counting that. And this is why I'm biased because I didn't do good on this workout. So I said, no, I don't like the program. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they, they were counting that GHD wall ball one with the – you know, three rounds for time or whatever it was. And then that rest directly into the toes of bar step overs yes. as long workout, because yes, it was back to back workouts and it took over. It took about like 20 minutes for individuals, but it was still some rest built in. It wasn't straight through, I guess. So, and it was two workouts, not one. So I would, I mean, but then it, it is what it is. Like when you, when you go to those events, you like, Hey, okay, this is the program. Now we just got to do it. Yeah, like you don't have time to complain about it or anything, right? At least I don't spend time trying to complain about it until afterwards. <laughs> right, uh, when you're on a podcast with me, right, and then we can talk shit. Here <laughs> later, I'll finally vent. Well, that's good. I mean, that's a military mindset too. Like you've got a job, whether you like it or not, you've got to get it done. You know, command says go. You got to go. So exactly. So that and then. And then that just the hot the, the 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 events kept getting pushed back because of the heat. <laughs> so I remember when I where I train, I try to be done with training by five PM every day, whether I get whether I get all my stuff in or not, because I'm I'm a huge uh, huge component or huge fan of family time, mm-hmm. and I know that training will take up a lot of time, and then my work will also take up a lot of time. So uh, you know, I try to be done by five PM every single night no matter what I'm doing. If I didn't get it all, then I don't get it all. But then the events kept getting pushed back. And by, I was, I was doing my last work at almost at like 10 PM at night. Oh, that's way past your bedtime. And it was the same for every athlete too. Uh We were all there joking around like, like, yo, this is, this is like two hours past my bedtime. Right. Like Like, I'm all all jacked up right now. So all of us are gone in there. So the the events kept getting pushed back, uh-huh. and 
yeah, other than that, other than that, I don't really have a complaint about. It. I thought it was great, greatly. Thought it was ran greatly. Um, you know, it was it was it was a good it was a good event. That's good. So, I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'll, I'll complain about that one event because I crashed and burned on that one. But uh-huh. uh, fast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I remember that event. Hey guys, we're gonna take a break to thank our sponsors for today's episode. We're gonna start off with CrossFit Greer. If you're living in the Greer area and are interested in getting started in CrossFit. Go ahead and look up CrossFit Greer. Jen and Reagan Green are the owners there. If you mention the Apogee podcast to them, they will give you 10% off your first month's membership fees. I would also like to thank Blitz Belts and Chris Kane for their continued support of the show. So be sure to use their 15% off coupon code at checkout. That's Apogee, all caps. That gets you, the listener, 15% off at checkout at Blitz Belts on your custom order. I want to thank Goat Tape for being our new sponsor. Goat Tape has committed its brand to providing the best in athletic tape. They are the standard for CrossFit tape, scary sticky. Now they are providing the best in KT tape. So at checkout, be sure to get your 25% off your wholesale purchase. Use the coupon code Apogee at checkout. Finally, if you guys would like to become an invested friend of the show and are interested in supporting the show directly, go to anchor.fm slash Apogee podcast and click on the support tab. We love bringing you guys awesome content each week. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast, drop a review, and let us know how we're doing. One of your sponsors is 10,000, correct? Not anymore. Not anymore. At that point, had you already been with 10,000 prior to Granite Games, right? Yes, prior to Granite Games. Okay, that's what what I thought. Because I remember watching Granite Games and seeing you. I'm like, where did I see this dude before? And it was like, you know, all this 10,000 stuff. So what happened happened there? Why aren't you with them anymore? Uh, They they dropped all the CrossFitters. Apparently they said. They're too big now? I don't. I don't know. I just don't think that we were kind of what they were looking for. Really? Uh, so yeah, they said they had. Well, I mean, they have they had an alternative route, and uh, yeah. So at least at least me, anyways. I don't know about the other guys. They went. <laughs> they went mainstream. I get it. So, but I mean, I still vouch for their. I'll still vouch for the. Yeah, for, dude, their uh, stuff's awesome. I think their. I think their shorts are still. I still wear them. You still wear them? Okay, you still wear all the free stuff. <laughs> I'm not gonna go buy something new. <laughs> I get that. Okay, so, um, you know, you didn't qualify for the games. Did you do the last chance qualifier? Did you do? Did you qualify no, for that? I out on that spot. I, yeah, I missed out on that spot. Okay. All right. That's right. Because you were okay, 11th at the Granite Games. Yeah. All right. So I gotta ask you this: How did you end up at the Crash Crucible? So funny story. Remember how I talked about uh, my inexperience to compete mm-hmm. of competing. So you know, I I I I believe in kind of like constructive criticism, like feedback. So I reached out to, you know, about two weeks after Granite Games, me and Nick had a conversation. I said, Hey, I want you to be one hundred percent honest with me, and like, what can I do better to enhance my performance? And some of the stuff that we came up with was. Nutrition was one. He told me I could, he saw actually how I ate, and uh, he was like, "I think you can eat better." So mm-hmm. he linked me up with a nutritionist, and and then he kind of he said he asked me he goes, "How many how many competitions have you actually done?" I said, "Well, I've done regionals 2017, 2018, and then I've done Wada and Mayhem, <laughs> and then the, and then the online games." So realistically, that's like just four in person competitions. Right. So my fifth in person competition. So he goes, "Okay." I want you to, I want you to compete a little bit more in person. Try to try to do like 
three to four, three to four competitions in persons. And so that was, the, that was the plan to try to get more experience competing. I ended up at crash because I was I just moved back down here in September. Mm -hmm. And whenever you're transferring duty station to the military, you have a certain amount of time to of leave before you have to check in to the next command. So I took all 30 days. Uh -huh. I said, I'm not ready to go back to work. And in between that time, I said, hey, I'm going to use this time that I'm, I, I have available now, and I'm going to go compete in a couple of competitions. I went up to uh, the Pensacola Beach Brawl um, while I did that. And then two weeks later, I ended up at Crash Crucible because a girl that uh, that goes to the gym, she – she, she's a competitor. She made semifinals. I was talking to her about it, and she was like, yeah, well, Crash, the Crash Crucible is coming up. And I said, where's that at? And they were like, she was like, South Carolina. I said, what what part? She was like, oh, I think Spartanburg. I said, my parents live in Spartanburg. Your parents there. live in Spartanburg? My, my parents live in Inman. Oh, really? Yeah, it's only a 12-minute drive. Yeah. They're Crash. So – so I, whenever I go up there, I was I was just up there for Christmas, and I stopped in there and uh and worked out a crash for three days or so. Oh, you did so, this past yeah. okay? Oh, like a year ago, Christmas. Yeah. So yeah, last December. But oh, this uh, past December after the crucible. Yeah, yeah after the. Crucible. So you had never been there before the crucible, though. Uh, no, no, I've never been. Gotcha. There. My moved there when I lived in Illinois, so they yeah. only my only lived there for about a year and a half. And okay. um, so I was like, okay, cool. Uh, my wife works that weekend, so my grand my parents haven't seen their grandson in probably like two years because of COVID. So I was like, this is a perfect excuse for me to go up there and compete. <laughs> so I went up there. I had to clear through the boss first, a.k.a. my wife. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Good. And so I ended up, you know, like I got in, I messaged JR, said, hey, I just found out about this event. And I heard there's a lot of, you know, a lot of good athletes there. I would love to come in there. And I think I took jason hopper's spot because he was he was doing rogue yeah because hey a spot opened up you want it? it's like yes i want it oh and, dude he would have given you a spot either way he wants you there well <laughs> i didn't want to i felt bad i felt bad kind of reaching out last yeah. minute yeah found out and i wanted to compete and then and then he like oh man i got nothing but good things to say about the crash like that that was probably what like that almost tops granite games in my opinion really that it does like yeah it was just the athletes there and the the programming just everything like like that was awesome yeah he and, dude he he definitely i'm not just saying this because he's a really good friend of mine but he does have a gift for programming for sure especially events and and the way the the events run so smoothly from event to event that's like another genius that i think a lot of events struggle in oh yeah like that, that, that event, I, I was telling, I was like, I, I could see this being like almost like a sanctional event or semi event. Like yeah. one day because of how, how awesome, how, how it was ran, the programming, the athletes there, everything. Like so I, did you know prior, obviously you said that you knew there were some bigger athlete names going there. Did you know pretty much everybody that was going before, or did you walk in and you're like, Oh wow, he's here. Oh wow. He's here. Well, so I asked Jr. just kind of like, "Hey, I'm, I'm curious on on who some of the athletes that are going to be there because I've heard there's a lot of big names," and or he mentioned something. He goes, "Oh, Taylor, Taylor will be stoked that you're competing. He gives him a Granite game." Mm -hmm. so I was like, "Oh, cool. Okay, I, I remember him." And then he sent me he sent me uh, he sent me a couple names that were going to be there, and like Mark Mark Hutchison. Yeah, like, 
I didn't re- remember him until I got there. I didn't put the name to the face until I got there. Yeah. And and uh, Marquan Jones was there. I, I I knew who he who obviously who he was. And uh, but then some of the some of the other guys like I I have heard the names before, but I've never actually seen them. So, um, so yeah, I was like, all right, there was like I think like ten semifinals, eleven semifinal athletes there easily. Or something. Yeah. So. And then once I got there, I was like, "Oh, okay, I know you. I, I remember you." Did you know you knew Sergio was there, right? Yeah, yeah, Sergio. Yeah, yeah. he been doing Zeus Method together. He hit me up like when I first started, like uh, a couple months into programming, because Nick was like, "Hey, you and this guy are actually very similar. You should get with him, and y'all should like uh, cross check scores with each other to kind of like yeah. you know try to beat each other every day to get better." So, so talk real quick. We'll come back to Crucible maybe, but I want to hear you keep bringing up Nick. For those of you guys that don't know, it's Nick Uranker. Um, he was on the podcast, I don't know, a couple months ago. Um, he has the Zeus method. How'd you get connected with him? I, I, I know you've told me before, but it's a kind of cool story. Yeah. Uh, so at that time, I, I qualified for the 2020 CrossFit Games. <laughs> unsure, unsure if it was going to happen or not. And then I got the notification that, oh, it's going to happen. So I instantly started like, I started seeing like all these kind of like people, oh, I'm going to, I'm training with these people. I'm training with them. I'm training with them. I'm like, I got nobody to train with. And because I'm training at my house right now because all the gyms are shut down Mm -hmm. and this sucks. And you're in Illinois at this point. Yeah, I'm in Illinois. Yep. And so I instantly reached out to, or I started thinking like, okay, who, because with, for me being in the military with COVID, I was not allowed to leave like a 150 mile radius. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like, okay, I started creeping on people on Instagram, just trying to figure out who lives within a 150 mile radius of me, just searching. And then I remember listening to a podcast one day that Nick was on. He, and he was, I remember him saying, he goes, Oh yeah, we were up in Chicago for a weekend. You know, we live like, you know, 45 minutes from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, and, and so I was like, so I hit him up and I sent him a long message. He didn't know who I was. And he's so, not very talkative at first on DMs either. I remember when I first DM'd him, I would get like a one, maybe like a two word response. Yeah. He, <laughs> I, I can't remember what, how that, how that message went. I think all he said, I, I sent him like a, a two paragraph message explaining why I needed to come train with him. Yeah. And all, all I got response back was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, exactly. That's what he said to me. I was like, I sent him this long thing like, man, I would really love for you to be on my podcast. He's like, sure, when? You know? <laughs> He's such a good yeah. dude. Okay, so you, you go down there. Yeah, so we go down there, and and he kind of, you know, I asked him. I was like, at the, at the end, like, he put together a weekend. He doesn't know who I am. He has no idea what my strengths and my weaknesses are. So he – and I kind of told him the situation. So we put together, like, okay, we're going to we're gonna kind of test your fitness, kind of like a more or less, like, competition style. I want you to – you know, we're going to do some strength. We're going to do some long stuff. We're going to do some sprints. We're going to do a bunch of stuff. So, uh, so, yeah, he put together, like, a weekend of programming. Kind of we talked about what we – what kind of, like, what we were feeling like doing. But – uh and then afterwards, like I, I asked him, I was like, Hey, like you, you kind of mentioned that you weren't in the competitive field anymore. Like you weren't going to compete anymore. Like we're not competitors against each other, which I would kind of understand if you wouldn't want to answer this, but I've honestly never had like an athlete assess me in a way. So he kind of 
like I mentioned before, I'm, I like I like to get feedback because that's the only way that I'm going to learn and get better myself. Right. So I asked him like, "Hey, what do you think about this? What do you where do you think I can improve?" And he kind of like talked to me afterwards. We had like a 45 minute conversation of like the stuff to where like you know like, "Hey, this is where I think you need to improve, and this is what you're good at." Um. So. I was like, after that, I was greatly appreciative. I went back up there and I competed at the games. And then after that, um, after the games, I had a, I didn't, I, I finished 17th and I was like, man, I finished 17th and I'm kind of doing this all on my own, just doing my own programming, kind of just following a generic, following a generic program and no, no advice, no coach, no nothing. So I said, I turned to my wife, we were driving back. We have a 16 hour drive. And I was like, Hey, what do you think about me getting a coach? And she was like, if that's what you want to do, then do it. Like, I got a great supportive wife on this, which I'm, yeah. I'm thankful. And she was like, that's what's going to make you better than do it. And I was like, well, it's a lot of money and everything. And she was like, well, if that's what you want to do, do it. Okay. Okay. So I instantly reached out to Nick because I kind of already had that relationship built with him. And he knew my strengths and weaknesses. And obviously, one of my weaknesses is overall strength. <laughs> and I know he's silly strong. So I was like, okay, this is the guy that can, this is this is the guy I, I'd like to work with because he he can help me get strong. So I've been with him for almost going on two years now and everything, and uh, yeah, it's working out great. So when you went down there originally and you met him and everything, um, you said he ran you through like a week's worth of basically assessment just to see where you're at, kind of like, is this dude for real, I guess. Um, did he do the things with you? Yeah, he worked out with me. He did. So, yeah, he worked out with me. We did, uh, except for I think except for one workout. I don't think he did one workout with me. But we did a bunch of we did some partner stuff too, to uh, some interval stuff, partner. Uh, yeah, he, I think he did almost every single workout with me. All right. So who did you dust him? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't qualify. He wasn't he wasn't competing that year. Yeah, so yeah. He, so he goes. <laughs> So he wasn't uh he wasn't at games level, let's just say Right, that. right. I got you. That's good. That's good. He's like, well, at least he knows that you're competitive then. He I tell you what, he dusted me in the uh I think we did a max clean and jerk or something. He dusted me in that Well, oh, there you feet. go. <laughs> I hope he would. That's dude, man, I really wish that he would do masters. I think that'd be really cool. I he, mean, I know he did it one time. I, I wish yeah. he would do it again. Especially now that like you know Sam Dancer wants to win it and all this stuff, it'd be cool for to see. Nick I was talking. I was actually talking Sergio. I was like, dude, it'd be it'd be sick if we can get like a Wadapalooza team together. Now that they're doing three and three, me, you, and Nick. Oh, yeah. And Sergio's like, yeah, that'd be real cool. So I don't know. I'm I wonder if up. he would ever do it. You should totally ask him. I'm br- I'm bringing maybe maybe next year. Dude, I would be your guys' fanboy for sure. I'd bring the baby oil. <laughs> you know Sergio needs it so. <laughs> Dude, Sergio's such a great guy. Oh uh, yeah, dude, I love that guy. For the uh, the Southland competitors camp, and he, dude, he, that he's just an awesome dude. Yeah, I love that guy. yeah, he's so great. <laughs> so let's go back to Crucible real quick. Um, you uh, you did you did really well there. Did you get what third? Is that right? Fifth. 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 Okay, so that was really really good. Um, I specifically remember we had the dumbbell stepovers, which was something that you struggled with at the Granite Games, correct? Yeah. 
and then you freaking killed it at Crucible. So obviously that was like something you hammered down on when still you ha still hammering down on it. It was it was so funny because like I said, I mean, it, obviously it's a known fact you're on the shorter side. So I was like, oh man, I wonder how he's gonna do on this. But like it was like the box wasn't even there. You just kind of like just floated over it. I was pretty. It was pretty impressive. I can't. I was kind of like. I mean, I was. I had honestly no idea. I sent out like a, a message, to Sergio. I was like, "Hey, don't let a short man beat you on this workout." Right. <laughs> out, and I honestly had no idea how it was gonna feel. Yeah. And I kind of just, yeah, I just kind of just went. I was like resting. I think I had two no reps on the dumbbell stepovers because the dumbbells hit the box and knocked the dumbbells out of my hand. Oh, jeez. Like constantly doing when I'm doing those, I'm constantly doing a shrug like this, trying to keep them up. Some on massive the traps during the workout. Uh, yeah, uh, that box <laughs> is there though. I promise you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, so we have crescendo coming up at the end of this month, which is like the kind of like the more. It's still very. There's going to be some still very competitive people there, but there's more divisions and it's four four people teams. Okay. So yeah, there's a uh, there's like the advanced division. Um, that has co-ed teams, two girls and two boys, and they also have all girls and all boys. And there's like the intermediate division and then the novice division. And uh, one of the events that was just released the other day, it's a, it's a, like a bi-couplet. And part of it is box step-ups with a feed sack. And I was doing them yesterday, a 70-pound feed sack. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that 24-inch box just got so much higher. <laughs> You know, you know what I want. I that's kind of like I feel like that's going to be kind of similar to the the. the it's, it's weird, man. It's it's weird holding something up here on one yeah. side. I'm curious to see what those. I haven't done it yet, and I kind of want to to see what those dumbbells, those kettlebell step ups that were at like Wadapalooza. Oh that yeah. I, I don't know. Dude, but, the, yeah. those things crush me. The thing is, like, I put that 70 pound feed sack on me. And the thing about the feed sack that's cool is it kind of engulfs like your whole upper body, right? So it's not like just one weight on one side. It's just kind of weight just on you and it can wrap around your shoulders. So I'm like, man, I can't even imagine being 70 pounds overweight and carrying this around all day long, you know? Like yeah. that right there is a motivation to stay in shape and do what you're doing. I throw on a 20 pound vest and I try to do rope climbs with it. Yeah. I go, man. I feel sorry for the guys that weigh 200 pounds right, right now. Right, right. Man, it's it crazy. How much do you weigh right now? I weigh, I've been trying to put on a little bit of weight. Uh, so I'm, I'm at 179 right now. 179. 179. When you were at Granite Games, what were you competing at? I was like 171. So when you're actively trying, so you, obviously you're increasing your caloric intake. Um and that's pretty much it, right? You're just eating a lot more to try to put on that mass. Is that hard for you to do? No, I actually put on weight very easy. <laughs> okay. I go, I, I, like I said, I played football at 207. So yeah, that's I, right. You did say that. And I love to eat. Yeah. You give me, I'm always hungry. You put a plate in front of me, I'll eat it. And I'll eat a second one. <laughs> so um, it's like meal prep then for you is like super impro in, important because it sounds to me like you could just go overboard on it. Yes, I actually, I, I just reached out to a local company here um, and I said, listen, I, with work, family training, being able to cook food for me is very, very difficult unless I'm like, I, that's just, that's a process right there in meal yeah. prepping mm -hmm. and 
so I reached out to a local company here. I said, Hey, like, you know, I'd like to have you guys to, you know, be my meal prep company for the 2022 CrossFit game season and everything. And they were, yeah, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's do it. So like we work out like an ambassador deal with them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Keeping their keep here, keeping it real meals. Okay. Yeah. If you're keeping it real meals, there it is. Real meals. They definitely keep it real. Where can you follow Um, them at? Is it at keep it real meals dot. (laughs) So I get the, I, I do the not actually like pre-made meals. I just buy my meat by the pound and I get, Hey, this is how many carbs this is like, Hey, just rice or sweet potato. This is, you know, how much I need for the week. And then vegetables this is how many vegetables I need for the week and everything. So oh, it's okay. not like, you know, it's like, so it's easy. I literally just pull. I now I just pull it out. I just put the meat on the plate or in my Tupperware put the meat on there, the carbs and the vegetables. And then I'm throwing like some avocado for some fat or whatever, whatever I need. And, uh, and then, yeah, that's my meal. Oh, that is super easy. Is that just a local thing? Yeah. It's a local thing. They're trying, they're trying to go more like, uh, around the U S stuff like that's their goal. And they're actually pretty close to doing it, but that's the first like food prep company that I've, I've had to where they, do, hey, hey! If you want meat, then we'll just buy meat by the pound or something. They'll they'll do stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. That's, that's awesome. One reasons, that's one of the reasons why I went with them because they definitely, yeah, they they're good. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Hang on, I got to touch my computer again. I always get paranoid when it goes to uh, when the screen turns off that everything's just going to turn off. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so looking at the Open this year, you went from 2000, what we've said it a couple times now, 2,380th in 2015 to 8th in 2022 Open. Now, the Open's a little bit, means a little bit different this year than it has in years past, or, you know, even last year was a little bit, it meant a little bit different. What? No, I'm good. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, my son came, sorry, my son came in and asked me what I want for dinner. Oh, there you go. I love it. Um, yeah, so was the Open, obviously, like, eighth. That's awesome. Eighth in the world. Was was that, like, a top ten in the Open? Was Were you kind of gunning for the Open this year, or was it just, like, that's just what happened? That's, so, the, the third workout, yes, I was gunning for that one because that was, like, my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, the As far as, like, how it just happened eighth yeah that's just yeah i wasn't gunning for that i wasn't making the open a priority i just came off like some neck injuries and stuff so i was like all right let's just you know this was more or less kind of like let's just see how well i do like mm-hmm. hopefully i do well i didn't redo i didn't redo the first or second workout um you know i tripped on the box doing those step downs yeah i saw that on your instagram yeah and uh what was the, the deadlift one i was actually on vacation uh my uh, we were at disney world but the, uh, my family and i were at disney world uh-huh. and my wife gave me an hour in the morning to work out at 5 30 6 o'clock in the morning so so yeah i so where did I, you do that at did you just go to like a local gym who was doing the open yep i went to the local gym there in uh in orlando or wherever we were staying there and i just you know i, I was going there all week because we were there for like four days so mm-hmm. i'd go in before we go to the parks and yeah, so I get one hour, and I and that's not even really like I was. I was like, "Hey, warm up and go," 
kind of thing for that one. And I never got, I never got a chance to redo that. I wouldn't want to redo the deadlift burpee, burpee over the bar one. Yeah. Anyways. Did they know you were a games athlete? Um, no, I don't go in there and I, whenever I drop in for like gyms at, for work or anything, I don't really, I just go in there and just, I, I just, you know, I don't say anything. I was just asking them if I could do my own programming and everything. Some gyms say yes, some gyms say no. And, uh, but then, but them, I just did their class workouts just because it was only one hour, mm-hmm. but no, they, they didn't know until after like, I think the second day the, uh, they were like, man, he moves pretty well. What's his name? And it, but when they were judging you for the open, they knew at that point, right? Well, yeah, because they, I kind of told them, I was like, Hey, you know, just, I, you know, I, I kind of want, I, I need to make this official. You're like, don't screw this one up for me. You got to judge me correctly. <laughs> yeah. So they, I had to make sure that they're like, all right, well, we got to make sure that we have a judge here for you and everything. So we kind of had, a, I had a pre-ske- pre-schedule that. Gotcha. That's um, cool. Yeah. yeah I then, remember, I remember looking at your Instagram and seeing that you were at Disney world because we were at Disney world, like maybe two weeks before you were. Uh-huh. And, um, I was like, man, like it's the open and he's at Disney world. Like he must be really like into his fitness right now, <laughs> you know, like trusting himself to go to Disney well, world during the open. That was the only time that we had available to take a family vacation. Yeah. I'm pregnant right now. Okay. Congrats. We got another one on the way and we're like, he was out on, he was out on, he had a week off of school and it was my wife's short week at work. So we were like, so I was like, all right, let's just, let's go. Like, this is yeah. the only opportunity that we're going to have. I'd rather do it now than over spring break when it's crowded as heck. And, and it's going to be right in the middle of uh semifinals prep yeah. and everything. So I was like, let's go now. It was kind of a spur of the moment thing. We, we no, played. That's like- cool though. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, all right, let's, let's veer off to that. I, I kind of want to hear about that. So you're married and it sounds like you've been married for a while because you were talking about, you know, you were married during deployments and all that. So how did you and your wife meet and when did you guys get married? We met on online. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Funny. So we actually, uh, it's actually a pretty funny story. She like dissed me like four times. <laughs> and we, like we were, uh, we were on plenty of fish back in the day. And I was, I was like 20, 20, yeah, I was 20 years old. And like, I saw on her, saw on her like her info and everything that she likes to play video games. She doesn't anymore, thank goodness. But back then, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna ask for your gamer tag, and now we can, and we can play." There like, you go. Around instead of your phone number, we can play games together or whatever. And uh, so then she like, she said something and dissed me, and then I said something back to her again on my profile. I think I said I was a stripper. So she asked me if I was a really stripper and I said, no, she like <laughs> dissed me again. And then I hit her up again and finally, uh, like the fourth time I just randomly asked her, Hey, let's go get ice cream. And she was like, okay. And then ever, and then once we went and got ice cream, it was a wrap. So she was interested from the very beginning. I don't For know. sure. So, was, so if you met day. online, that means you guys were, you, you guys were in the same town. You guys were in the same city. Right. Yeah, and we're same in proximity. Same. I don't know anything about these dating apps. They came out after I was married. Like, like I- Tinder, I think, came out like right after I started dating my wife. So I was never a part of that whole thing. Yeah, I missed out. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, dude, that's cool. I, all right, I'm gonna drop a story about myself. I know this is all about you, Scott, but you know, drop, some of us have it. to drop it. 
Um, this is a first time story on the Apogee Fitness Podcast here with you, Scott. So uh, I, I have to tell you this because my story is a little similar. I feel like we've got a lot of similarities in our life. Um, other than the fact that I'm not a games athlete, <laughs> but, <laughs> so my, I'm, I'm a physical therapist. My wife's a physical therapist. So like when you graduate from, from undergrad, you know, you got to apply to graduate school for your, to get your doctorate in physical therapy. And it's very competitive to get into these schools. Like when you apply, most schools have like maybe 40 seats in their class. So most people apply to at least five schools. So when I graduated, I applied um, to five schools. And the first one I got into was this little school in New Hampshire called Franklin Pierce University. So I accepted my seat just in case I didn't get into any of the other ones that I wanted to go to. Um, so at least I knew I was going to go somewhere. And so once I accepted my seat, um, the the program like made a Facebook group for people who accepted their seats so you could kind of like get to know people on Facebook prior to like going to campus that fall so you could set up like housing and stuff like that so that's what I did I was like in this Facebook group with my class and I set up housing with these two other dudes and anyways um shortly after that I got into the University of Michigan which is where I really wanted to go so I, I dropped my seat there and accepted Michigan, and that was that. And I left that Facebook group and never, never looked back. Two years later, I'm on Facebook, and this girl gets on my news feed. I'm like, who the heck is this? You know how that is. Like, you, yeah. like back in 2005 or 2006 when Facebook first came out, like everybody was your friend. You didn't, know, didn't even know who they were, right? Uh, so I was like, who is this? So I click on her and, um, I was like, oh, we became friends because we were in that Facebook group with Franklin Pierce. She ended up going there. She's in physical therapy school there. I'm at the university of Michigan. Like I'll never see her. So I just forgot about it. And then a couple weeks later she showed up again and I was like, oh my God, like this girl's super hot. Like, how do I get to talk to her without being creepy? I'm not going to message her on Facebook and be like, Hey, do you know who I am? You know? So at the time I was on spring break actually and it was like the last night before we were going to head back up to Michigan and I didn't want to go out because I didn't want to be hungover or anything like that. So um, I'm on Words with Friends and on that oh, app, yeah, the game, Words with Friends. And on the app you can see like which one of your Facebook friends had recently played a game. So I saw, I was like, ah, oh. so I'm looking, I'm like, who could I play? I'm bored. And I see Laura had just played a word like 30 seconds ago. I was like, oh, she's active. Like maybe she'll play. So I played her a word and she played me right back and we played an entire game without saying anything to each other. It's like, I have no idea if this chick even knows who I am. And then at the end of the game, she actually ended up beating me and she sent me, you could message it on the app. She sent me a message. She goes, good game with a winky face. And I was like, she knows who I am. I'm in. <laughs> and then we we started talking and I ended up getting, or she ended up getting a, uh, we met like a couple weeks later. I drove out to New Hampshire like randomly. That's another crazy story, dude. So like spring break is in March. Like two or three weeks after that is Easter. I, for some reason, wasn't going home for Easter and she's from Georgia. So like she wasn't going home for Easter. So I was like, I'll just drive out there for the weekend. And she's like, yeah, come on. So I did. And like, 
to get to New Hampshire from Michigan, you either have to drive through Canada or around into Ohio, around Canada. Yeah. So, like, we get done with, like, exams on Thursday. We party hard Thursday night. And Friday morning, I wake up. I'm kind of, like, you know, a little on the hungover side. And I'm like, am I really going to do this? And I'm like, yeah. So I get in my Jeep, and I go. And I, I decide to drive through Canada. So I get to the Canadian border, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm going into a foreign country for this chick. Am I really doing this? And I ended up doing it, dude. And we met, and, like, you know, her mom was super scared, thinking I might be some serial killer. And we met, and we hit it off. And she ended up coming to Michigan for a long clinical rotation, and we dated. And I went to Georgia and ended up getting married, dude. It was crazy. That's it. That's All because good- of words with friends. That's a good story. <laughs> yeah, so right. technically, I like for people that I don't know, I say me and my wife met through school. but Because technically, I guess that's true. But technically, really? we met online with words with friends. With words with friends. That's right. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, I dude. Play, I play that Yahtzee game online with mm-hmm. people. Uh, yeah, sometimes I get people on Facebook that play me. Sometimes I was like, I don't even remember you. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. But it's just crazy, dude. It's like sometimes life takes you in places that you never imagined, right? And yeah. I'll be driving like home from work sometimes, and I'm I'm in Greenville and Spartanburg, South Carolina, and I'm I'm from Michigan. And sometimes I'm like, how the heck did I end up here, right? Like. How did I find this girl and how am I living in Greenville, South Carolina? And I have this amazing life with like two beautiful boys and a beautiful wife. And I live here and it's just like, it's just amazing how things work out, you know? No, for real. Like if I wouldn't have met my wife here, so she, I don't, I don't think I'd still be here in Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Like I love Louisiana now. Like I want to make this my home. Especially after living in Illinois, I said the farthest north I'll ever live again is Georgia. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, how so, close are you to New Orleans? New, oh, we're like we're like thirty miles north of New Orleans. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we it's about a forty-five minute drive. Okay, awesome, awesome. All I right. Go. So, talk about talk about. Um, obviously, you guys dated. You got married. You have a son. How old is he? He is six. He's going to be turning seven here in about three months. Wow, that's awesome. So what, first grade, kindergarten? First grade. First grade. So talk about that. You know, you got to kind of juggle first having a wife, which is a chore in of itself, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You are military. um, So you've got your military, your job, training for CrossFit, your dad. Like, how do you juggle all this stuff? Uh, I'm a huge component of time management. Uh, I try to... Oh no, you there? Hear me? Uh hang on once. Yeah, you're back. Okay. All right, yep. cool. Yeah. So uh so huge component of time management. I know for a fact that I can get workouts in, in the morning without being disturbed or anything. Whether that be four o'clock in the morning, I start my workouts, go four to six, and then I get him ready for school and I take him to school and go to work. And then at work I, hey, if I get an hour, fully outfitted mm-hmm. with everything, so I can easily just pop in there and just say, hey, I got a, this piece, is good. it's a 15 minute AMRAP, I'm going to go hit that piece, uh, I'm going to go hit that piece during lunch, and then 
I'll come back or if I can get or something like today I had a two hour lunch break because we're not going out on the boats working or anything. And so I was able to do like three pieces in that two hours. Right. Lunch break, mm -hmm. Eat lunch after that. So I just kind of like look at my schedule and it's kind of I'm not going to say it's a fun thing to do is plan your schedule around your workouts. But you, you know, you have to I have to prepare for like, OK, hey, I, I realistically, I'm not going to be able like Tuesday I took off. Right. It's a random Tuesday. I never usually take off on a Tuesday, but just my son had my wife had to work. My wife's on night schedule. So she's gone. And I'm not going to go out to the gym when my son wakes up in the morning. Like, where's dad freaking? Right, right, right. And then work. I just I got slammed at work and stuff. And then by the end of the day, I was like, yeah, I'm like done. I had to do stuff around the house. We were, we're trying to sell the house and everything so i had to get some stuff done around the house for the home inspection and it just didn't happen so now right. i have to adjust the schedule and go five days straight or something to get to get everything in it's just it, it's 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 hard but it's just knowing what you knowing what you have time for i try not to overestimate like this 30 minute imam i i know i'm not going to get it done in 20 minutes so right. there's no starting it um makes sense kind of, and if i don't get a piece in i don't get a piece in whatever one you know, one workout won't one workout won't make you. Um, so, it. I mean, that's a good some, way to look at it. Some people might, but I feel like the stress. If you worry about that one workout, like, oh no, I didn't get that one piece in. Like, and you're stressing out about it. Well, how much stress are you now? Your body's stressed out. You're overthinking things. Like, calm down, relax. Maybe it's good. Maybe your body needs that rest. Yeah. You don't and go to bed. Wake up the next day. If you have time the next day, make it up. If not, then so be it. That's so. cool. And I feel like, you know, having a coach like Nick, who's a family guy himself, who had a family while he was a games athlete can kind of relate to that too, which is which is cool that you guys yeah, probably you, have that dynamic. Yeah, you have no idea how many times I've messaged him. I'm like, bro, how did you do this? How did, he goes, dude, I get it. I totally get it where you're coming from. So like he like and that and that's one thing that I'm grateful for is that he kind of understands my, my busy life, my work schedule. And he goes, Hey, that's cool. We got to understand where you're at right now is what he says and mm -hmm. what do what you can do essentially. So what, what would you say? I know we're, we're going kind of long, but I'm cool with it. If you're cool with it. Um, what would you say is like your, your motivating factor then to like do CrossFit? Like, you know, you've got, a, you've got, a, you got the career, you've got the family, like you obviously anybody can look fit and be fit. Like you don't have to go to the CrossFit games to be fit. So like, What's your motivating factor to do CrossFit competitively? Um, I, I think a lot of it has to do with with my son, mm -hmm. and every, yes, I want it for myself. All right, I like I want to I want to I, I I that's what kind of keeps me going. I have a goal, and my goal was to compete in the CrossFit Games again. I tell people I refuse to be a one pump chump. <laughs> yeah, of, yeah, I hear you. But another thing is also like my son, like I want to grow, I want him to growing up saying like, wow, look at, look at everything dad accomplished. Like, and I want to be able to tell him like, everything is possible if you set your mind to it and you, and you know, you set your goal, you have that drive, that determination to achieve it. It is possible. That's awesome. So that's kind of like the message I want to deliver to him. And then my future son, that's going to be born in August. Oh, dude, like, two boys. Hey, heart, it, like to get somewhere in life and to achieve a goal, it's it's hard freaking work. Don't make don't make excuses on why you can't get there because you don't have time or I got this and everything. Like, 
like kind of like set your mind to it and figure out a way to achieve it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that I want to deliver to them. I love that. I think that's great. It's kind of funny how mindset changes as you get older. I remember like when I was working out in my early twenties or even mid twenties and it was just me and like, all right, like this is a really hard workout and I would probably mentally go to like a darker place, right? Like to push myself through it. But now like if it's a really hard workout, I'll think about my boys and it's like a, like a light place, if that makes sense. Is that kind of weird? But like two, two completely opposite spectrums, but you still kind of get to the same, the same goal. I, I, I tend to like where I'm at now better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's really cool. So congratulations, another boy, two boys. Two boys. Yeah. I'm all about the boy train, dude. I got two boys as well. And it's a blast, man. They're, they're uh, crazy and a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Definitely crazy. Sometimes fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. But like, your kid is gonna be seven, and you have a newborn. Like, you got to go back to the diapers and getting up in the middle of the night and feeding and all that stuff. Yeah, but the good news is that like he's seven, he can help out some. Yeah, he, and he can take care of himself. Hey, go get me this. Go get me that. He can help out. Of yeah, course, like he's super excited, especially when he found out that he was having another brother. Yeah. We had a gender reveal party that my wife kind of ruined the surprise for me because she was like, she knew. She texted me. And she was like, I know what the baby is. Oh, really? And I was like, well, don't tell me. I said, why would you want to know? We're having a gender reveal. She goes, well, I'm carrying the daggum thing. That's right. <laughs> and then I called her. And then she goes, we, we had a conversation about something. And then she goes, do you want to know what he is? And I said, well, now I already know. Oh, did she mean to say that? Or did she just. Oops, I didn't mean. I, oh. did, not, I did not mean. So, but we did the gender reveal party for him. Yeah, kind of was uh, he, he when he saw that it was a boy, he goes, he was super stoked. Yeah, yeah. Now, dude. I just want to show my brother how to play basketball, or I just want to show my brother how to throw a football and everything. So. That's so cool. Yeah, man, the relationship between brothers is is super special. For sure, definitely. All right, cool. Um, so the goal is to you did well in quarterfinals. You're going to semifinals. There's a, four options in North America. I'm guessing you want to go to Tennessee. Yes. Co- correct. Well, yes. So, yeah, Tennessee is the first one, and then the second choice is going to be Minnesota. Really? Mm-hmm. Wait, so, well, there's two in Knoxville, so you want to go to either one of those? No, because no, the, the second week of that, we're actually doing back-to-back closings on my house. Oh. The house. So I'm... <laughs> Go to that one. <laughs> dude dude crossfit's so crazy man it's so funny like when you think of professional athletes like you think of like you know like you're a crossfit games athlete so you're 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 not like us like we're us pawns on the outside we see you guys on instagram and we're like oh these guys are you know living the crossfit dream and then you hear like i'm closing on my house so i can't go to that one you know yeah quarterfinals i got friday i got i got three i got i had three hours to do the uh or no i'm sorry i had about four hours to do the two workouts on friday because i had to work thursday i couldn't do it when they came out that's crazy do you ever think about that like all right a lot of these uh, probably the top 20 people at the games are pretty much full-time athletes now or at least pretty close to it or they're just young kids who haven't really found a real job yet so they're working something on the side and doing crossfit um, do you ever think about that? Like how much time these guys are, 
are committing to the sport and like you're hanging with them and you've got all this other stuff on the side. Do you ever think about what you could do if it was just CrossFit? Yeah, I think about it, but then, uh, but then I look at it and just be like, well, that's not realistic for my lifestyle. Right. For the family and right. stuff. So I would, I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to own a gym one day and run it, be the head coach and do all these things. But, uh, right now it's like, Hey, like yeah, I, you, I play the cards I'm dealt with. Right. Uh, I've had this conversation with many, many people. Uh, yeah. Many other individuals and play the cards you're dealt with. And it's, if, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't, you move on from it. And no matter what, you still grow and learn from it. So, uh, would it be awesome? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Do you think, uh, how much longer are you going to be in the military for? Are you going to be a career guy? Like forever? Uh, no, actually, I'm actually thinking about getting out. Okay. Uh, my, my contract's up next year. I'm thinking about getting out, exploring other options just to uh, be home with the family more. And uh, especially since we got a new one, my wife's got a career. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at alternative options. So I'm going to use this podcast real quick to say that, uh, hey, if anyone's hiring, hit me up. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I like it, man. So this is the year to make a splash then. If you can make a good splash, you can, you know, pick up some sponsors and train hard, open up an affiliate, be the next uh, Scott Panchik or something. No, I mean, that would, <laughs> that, would, that, would, that would be cool. That would be super cool. All right. Um, all right. One last question before we get to rapid fire questions. Okay. Um, what do you like to do outside of CrossFit as far as like hobbies, outside of work and CrossFit? What, what do you like to do? Uh, I love fishing. Okay, awesome. We, we go anytime we go to the beach. I'm like, I'm at that pier at like four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. I'm fishing until yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a fisherman. I always told my wife, I was like, well, she tells me how long are you gonna do this CrossFit thing for, and I'm like, well, I mean, if I don't do CrossFit, I'm gonna sell all my gym equipment, go buy a bass boat, and I'll just be bass fishing all day. There you go. <laughs> so either way, I'm gonna be gone. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, all right, let's do this. Rapid fire questions. Uh, you're our first time guest on here, so I can ask all the old questions maybe. Send them. All right. Um, what is your go-to dessert, no caloric reservations tonight if you were going to go get something? Carrot cake. Really? Yeah, I'm a huge component of carrot cake. I've never heard anybody say that. It's not that carrot cake is bad. I mean, I like carrot cake, but I wouldn't say that. I don't think... ever heard anybody say carrot cake like that carrot cake yeah. all right all right but carrot the, cake but it can't be dry some carrot no. cakes can get dry yeah it's got to be it's got to have the carrot on top to make it look like carrot cake that's right <laughs> that's right okay um if you were going on vacation and you had the option to go to california to or we'll say Hawaii to go um, surfing for a week or Colorado to go snowboarding for a week. Which one are you choosing? Colorado. Colorado. Here. Perfect. All right. Um, let's go with that. So if I gave you a prepaid black card um, for a week's vacation and you were taking, let's just say you and your wife um, for a vacation anywhere in the world, all expenses paid. You're getting in the airport. Going to the airport right now, where are you going with without COVID or Russia or any of this stuff? We're going to Italy so I can get my wife off my back about going there. There you go. Okay. Awesome. Is she Italian? No, she just wants, she just to, wants go. to go. Okay. All right. Got it. Um, 
All right. How about if you could choose one thing for your sons to be exceptionally good at in the future, what would it be? Baseball. Baseball. Okay. Cool. Um. Oh, that was another question I was going to ask you. Being a catcher, do you think that helped you a lot getting into positioning for CrossFit? Uh, yes. I definitely think that the squat position, like just holding that, I would, I would hold. Yeah, definitely helped because yeah. I didn't, I didn't believe in knee savers. I thought they, they, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, knee yeah. Savers? Yep. I didn't believe in them because I thought they would make you lazy because people would sit there and they'd be slow behind the plate, so I never wore them. And so I would sit there and stand in that squat position forever without knee savers or anything. Wow. <laughs> How are your knees today? Uh, left one's kind of jacked up. Left still one's a little jacked up. That's good. That's good. Um, all right. Let's see here. Um, what is, if you could go to any professional like championship, say the Super Bowl, um, the NBA championship, the MLB uh, World Series final game, which one would you go to or college, whatever? That's a, that's a tough one. I think, I think realistically, I think I would go to uh, an MLB world series game. Cool. For sure. Um, all right, let's go off with that. So if we're, we're talking professional athletes right now, so let's just sit, let's just narrow it down. Are you a pretty big baseball fan? Like, you know, names pretty well. Not, not, not recently. I kind of, I, I don't really watch it. I'm like, I mean, no, I'm, I don't know professional athletes names anymore. Okay. Not, not, All right. Well, we'll just say like professional athletes past and present. Okay. If okay. you could choose one athlete that you think would, if they ever did CrossFit would just be blowing people out of the water. Who do you think it would be past or present past or present? I think, uh, I don't know. I could see, I could see an NFL player doing good. I, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I would, I would say, I, I think Christian McCaffrey would be good. Oh yeah, hands down. Burn, but he's he's one of the shorter runner backs. Yep, and he's, he's lighter be, too. Yeah, yeah. I've never even thought about that, but that would be perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good pick. All right. Um, hmm. All right, you're at the CrossFit Games, and you are you are in the final event. You and two other people are contending for the top spots. So you guys are going to go one, two, three, regardless. Uh-huh. But with this last event, one of you could get first. They were that close. Who do you want to be competing against? Who would I want to be competing against? Yeah, past or uh-huh. present, doesn't or not even a CrossFitter. It could be anybody. I'd be wanting to compete against the people I beat. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I don't know. I think it would be pretty cool to be one, two, three with Matt Frazier. Um, and, you know, probably one of the other big competitors, whether Brett Fikowski or, uh, you know, Noah Olson, some, some, some like top athletes. Cause I, that's, that's, I want to beat the top athletes. That way, you know, you know, you're, you made it. Right. All right. So, Let's, I want to go off that for a second. Looking at like kind of this season, and do you do you do you look at what other people are doing, or like maybe some new names that are coming up? Like last year, nobody knew about Jason, and then Jason kind of blew up after that semifinal. Like, are you looking at 
maybe with somebody like Matt Poulin, for example, um, coming up, like, got to watch out for this guy, or are you pretty much just doing your training and doing your thing? I'm, I'm, I'm doing my training. I'm doing my thing because uh, I can't control what they're doing. Right. I try to th- on the stuff that I can control. The only thing I can control is my effort in the gym every single day. That's the only thing I can control. So everything else is just like, yeah, do I see stuff on Instagram and everything? And like, what do I hear stuff on podcasts that I listen to CrossFit related? Yeah, I hear stuff. But I mean, at the end of the day, it just comes down on it just comes down to what I can control. So that's what I try to focus on. I like that. That's good. So when Savan asks you to be on his podcast, are you going to do it? Sure. <laughs> I, I don't I, I put a lot of stuff like, yeah. You know, guys that like hey yeah let's do it I'm, i like to do stuff uh kind of like in the in the moment i'm sure stuff. you'll i'm sure you'll end up in matt Souza's inbox pretty soon uh that's that's exciting dude um well i'm really excited to watch you um in the semifinals and the upcoming hopefully crossfit games that would be amazing if you made it um if you're in tennessee hopefully i'll see you there because i'm sure there's going to be a couple guys here that are going to tennessee yeah. Um, Jason, obviously, probably, and Taylor, and uh, Mike McDonald made it from Crash, which is really cool. Oh, did he make it? Yeah. I thought I the other day that he was, like, just outside the cut line. He got up to 118. Nice. Yeah, so unofficially made it, I guess. I don't think anybody got their invite yet, but unofficially, he's above the cut line. Yeah, that dude's a dad of five, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, he's, like, one of my best friends. He's such a good dude. Dude, that is sick. I'm so happy for him, because that, man. Yeah, that's 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 he's goals for sure. I mean, you are too. Like all these dads out there that are crushing it. Like, I mean, just being a dad in itself is a grind and obviously I think that's like one of the biggest blessings you could ever have in life is be a dad and a great husband. So to be able to do that and like crush these goals on top of that is just I think a lot of people are going to find this very motivating and uh I think you just keep it up, man. Keep doing the social media thing. I really love following you too. Cool. Yeah, man. I, I try my best. You know, my my wife controls some of it. And like, hey, yeah. you post. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll post today. <laughs> no, it's good. Keep doing that. I mean, people people watch it, so it's good. Yeah, All sure. right, brother. Well, I'm gonna let you go. Go hang out with your fam. Um, thank you for coming on. Sorry yeah, it took like three times to get you here, but I'm glad we got it done. Hey, it's all good. It 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 happens, so we're good. All right, brother. We'll catch up soon. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Y'all heard it here on the Apogee Fitness Podcast.